0: What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Radio. Hanging out here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and streaming worldwide at com. As always, you can go to facebook.com backslash nerdthugradio and check out all the magic and the action there. And uh, bringing you this awesome Friday edition of Nerd Thug Radio is me, Corey DLG, and via anchor due to the corona quarantine, little brother Nico. Hello, hello. I feel like that like rhymed, sort of like a, like an m M&M rhyme, you know, where you put a different emphasis on a different syllable, you know. Yeah. Like sort of rhymed.
1: You know. If rhyming, as you do,
0: if rhyming had a neighbor.
1: If rhyming had a neighbor, that's what that was. All right, name of the episode for sure. <laughs> How's it going, buddy? How's your week been? Uh good. I've I've gotten back into the working game. Haven't done that in a while. Oh
0: god, it sounds terrible. Never again, my boy. It man. is terrible. Never never
1: again. never again. Never again. This is this is a mistake.
0: Never forget, never never remember. That's what I said. Never that's what I said. <laughs>
1: never never forget, always remember. Wait, no. Oh wait,
0: oh wait. <laughs> all right. So you do so you're back to work. School's over, I guess, huh? Yeah. Getting, How'd
1: getting it go? Did, you, did you, you get all Fs? Uh I got I got the I got sheep. I got. Oh wait, no, I didn't get sheep. I got opposite sheep. B and there's three B's and an A. I was like, bah, I was like, I didn't get three A's. Oh, one B, B and three
0: big. A's. A oh, bah, yeah. that's pretty funny. Um, I definitely have never gotten a sheep. <laughs>
1: uh, I got I got the opposite of that. I got three B's and an A. So got, I do not okay.
0: You got an ab.
1: Uh, ab. You got a, you got a six pack. I guess because you got abs. Well, I mean, if you line up all the bees, then yeah, there you go. Yeah, see, oh, there you
0: go. Yeah, it's just it sneaks up on you. It's like art.
1: It's like art. <laughs> all
0: right, so school's over, or school's out for the summer. Um, yeah, school's out forever. And now you're
1: doing some some work. Yeah. Um. You liking it so far? Uh, no one told me it was hot in the summer. That was that was a miscalculation on my part. You um uh, you picked the wrong time to be outside, my man. Oof, that was that was a miscalculation.
0: Although there's
1: never a good time to be outside. Yeah, unfortunately, we live in a we live in a very hot place and uh they're like, yeah, the nicest it'll ever be is like 70, but that's like 2 days out of the year. Yeah, it's definitely we're not Built for non-pool outdoor
0: activities. I think man was not meant to exist in Houston alone. I think that's the. I think that's the secret. That's the trick. Is just to if you're going to be in Houston, get get submerged in some water.
1: Yeah, I mean the Gulf is nice and all, but it's not even that nice. That's the thing. Like, I mean, like real pool water.
0: Oh. I'm not going out on a beach. That's how you die by a land shark.
1: To, to an experimental shark.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's where they keep them. The beaches. They're not ah, mean like, the, the ocean is really a terrifying place. Well, you, you gotta think about it, too, right? Like, Because so, people are like, oh, more people die every year by cows than by sharks. Which, okay, yeah, that's true. But But that's because like... Cows and people hang out at the same places a lot.
1: Yeah, like it's not like it's not like cows are vicious, like aggressive mouths that are tubes. Right. It's just it just, you know, there's a lot of places
0: where cows and people overlap. But Right, and accidents happen. It's not like they do it on purpose. Right. Unless they're murderous cows I don't know about. Man. Can't wait for that blackfish documentary. This one Bruno, the beef cow, has murdered seven people.
1: It's like that. It's like, you ever ever see the story about, like, the mega cow? That was like, what? Yeah, it was like a cow that was, like, three times bigger than any other cow. It was, like, this huge, giant cow. And other cows would just, like, stand around him because he was so big. Uh,
0: I guess I don't understand. Why was he so large? I don't know. Did like, he think worship more... Did he think he would, yeah. think he was like a cow god?
1: He probably was a cow god. Like you see it, like I'll i like I'll like, I'll, like I'll, I'll probably send you a picture of him. Like he he looks like a cow god. Like if it if it was if there was one, he would that would be it. He's their he's their Hercules, they're like right, yeah. he is so our champion. <laughs> son, son of, of Zeus.
0: The, son of the great farms guy. The the cow gods have graced us with a champion. <laughs> Son of the milkman. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what on like, earth? Like, I, I don't know, man. Mythology's weird. I love mythology because
0: when you go to, like, original versions... They're nothing like what we've gotten now. Like, they've been watered down and made entertaining now. When you read the original yeah. version, it's, it's like, yeah, Hercules actually killed his wife and kids and was doing this, the, the trials as a penance
1: for, for their deaths. That's dark. Yeah, that's real dark. Also, did you know that when he fought the Hydra? He brought along like his nephew, like to hold his torches and spears and stuff. <laughs> like, like you're just gonna bring your kid to, you're gonna bring your your brother's kid to, like, hey, yeah. take your nephew here's, out to here's go the fight up a part. poisonous hydra that killed an entire village. Here's the messed up part: the kid's dad's a terrible parent. Yeah, well, because I mean, Hercules like...
0: already murdered his wife and child. So, if Hercules calls up and he's like, hey, Todd, uh your son want to go on an adventure? My answer is no, Hercules. He doesn't.
1: (laughs) We'll see what's stopping him from going and killing him and then taking him anyways. (laughs) I guess nothing. Maybe he was, uh, yeah. Like, this is the son of Zeus. This man, like, can crush people with his bare hands. I don't know. Boy, he
0: turned into a bad guy real fast in your story.
1: I don't know. I also think that I also think that it's funny how much Hera hated Hercules because he's the worst. Well, you got to think like uh, Hera's
0: got a pretty raw deal in mythology, right? Because she's the wife of a man who literally bangs
1: everyone in Greece. Is that is that is that a woman, Zeus? <laughs> I need to be there. <laughs> yeah, is that woman
0: taking a bath? I'm going to turn into a dove and go down there and impregnate her. First of all, first of all, Zeus, nobody wants to get pregnant from a dove. Second of all, bro, me too, man. Hashtag me too. Keep your distance.
1: Social distancing doesn't apply to birds. Uh, It should. They're probably who started this. They're the gross ones. No, they did the bird flu. They they accept full responsibility for that one. Oh, do they? Yeah. (laughs) They issued a statement? Beep, 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 yeah, i chor- I've, I've been to the bird culture summit so I've been there they're very sorry <laughs> it's a weird press conference Different.
0: that's him calling on people for questions
1: <laughs> your hand raised in the front yes <lizard��> and then CNN's like
0: yes um uh... are you saying you take Full and total responsibility from the destruction of the bird flu? Uh, What kind of economic packages are you offering to those in need? And he's like. Yeah, but what are they going to do with 12 pounds of bird seed? Well, I know that's a lifetime for you, but you're literally a six
1: ounce pigeon. Yeah, (laughs) that'll last you like your rest of your life.
0: Does he not know how to pay an electricity bill? Oh, he's still a bird, right? Okay, yeah. Okay, okay. All right, this press conference was a waste. <laughs> also, Jim Acosta clearly speaks pigeon. I don't know if you know that or not. Yeah. He clearly understands
1: and speaks pigeon. I, I always think of this one video of a guy who like walks outside of his house and the birds are chirping. And he's like, and like goes back inside like he totally got the entire conversation. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I always like when uh, when people have like huskies and they show the videos where the husky is like making noise at the person and it feels very obvious that they're talking.
1: Yeah, they're like, I love you. And you're like, look, he speaks. Yeah. <laughs> the other person. the person's like look your bowl's
0: empty cuz you already ate dinner i'm not putting any more in
1: raw, raw, raw,
0: raw, raw, raw. you're not hungry you just want more food raw, raw, raw. okay you know what i'm just going to put food in cuz i need you to stop now
1: <laughs> there's one that i absolutely love There's like they're like training the dog not to bark at the door when it like it rings and <laughs> like somebody's like ringing the doorbell and he's like no wolf don't do it don't wolf and the dog goes wolf <laughs> but says wolf like in his weird husky voice <laughs> that's pretty good don't you wolf woof. <laughs> I don't know if I'm he's mad like, or not that was pretty cute but he does it real quiet like he, like he knows he's not supposed to do it but he wants to acknowledge it <laughs> he's <laughs> like
0: I don't know if you knew
1: Someone's at the door. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, man. There's a. I don't really know where to go from that. I had a vanilla shake today <laughs> from McDonald's that was spectacular.
1: I don't even know McDonald's did shakes, if I'm being honest with you.
0: Well, I mean, usually the ice cream machine's broken. You know, that's... I mean, that's yeah, the- that's like the standard. Right. But... This time, today, vanilla shake.
1: Huh, interesting.
0: Yeah, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. I can't argue about it. It's hey, literally the I most
1: vanilla it. shake. Uh, you know what was funny, though, is I like vanilla. I mean, I do, too. Like I'm, like, I'm not a really big, like, chocolate ice cream person. This might be, like, the whitest
0: thing about me, but I just like vanilla.
1: Fine. I I also I, but I also like vanilla ice cream. This is not new.
0: <laughs> Wait like if someone's offering you the swirl or vanilla.
1: Swirled with what? His to- chocolate. I go vanilla. What would you have to swirl it with to choose the swirl? I don't know. Actually, now that you mention it, like maybe strawberry because I like that more. Ugh. Like, I only like two-thirds of Neapolitan ice cream. So you just like Neo and Tina or Paul? I don't know. I don't know which one counts for
0: which. That's tough to say, really. I, uh, I saw a meme one time where a guy apparently had sorted out three things of Neapolitan and
1: put them, like, in sections back together. So like he took three things of Neapolitan and made one chocolate ice cream, one strawberry, and one vanilla.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Oh, genius.
0: He was like the meme the meme said, like, I have to stop drinking. This OCD is
1: getting <laughs> out of hand. <laughs> I've organized my ice cream. But it's just funny to think that like listen,
0: people have mental illness, that's not something to laugh at. OCD is a serious thing. But the idea that you could get drunk and your OCD could be drunk with you and organize Neapolitan ice cream, I'm in.
1: <laughs> this is now organized. Dude, that was ice cream. Organized <laughs> ice cream. Yes. Yeah. Check it out now. What? Who wants some chocolate? Not wild. Only want chocolate. That. There's no other option.
0: <laughs> it's just so funny to me. It's just bizarre. Oh, man. So, um, it's been, it, overall, today was a good day.
1: Yeah.
0: Why? Uh, there's a Garth Brooks documentary series on Netflix. Oh, I knew you were going to be so excited about that.
1: I, am, I saw I that am and immediately thrilled. was like, oh, Corey's going to love this. Super pumped.
0: I watched the first episode, and I got to tell you, I forgot how
1: big of a deal Garth Brooks was. I I, like so in my my very small brain of like the only the only things I know are the things I associate. Like you're the only Garth Brooks fan. Like I listen. I I know that can't be true,
0: but I accept the compliment. I am okay with it. I will stand (laughs) on the island of Garth
1: Brooks as a champion of his greatness. (laughs) Um, I feel like no one else I know is like, oh yeah, Garth Brooks. I love him. Like that's just you. Listen. Taylor Swift, Garth
0: Brooks, Will Smith. Anytime, anywhere, I'm in. We and
1: live everybody. in the millennium. We do.
0: He's the only reason we even went to Miami. It's
1: true. Um,
0: so, listen, this is what's impressive. In the first episode of this docu series, they basically kind of explain why everyone should love Garth Brooks, okay? Um, and I forgot about this. Pre 1990, the Billboard record charts tracked sales by taking random surveys of record stores and tracking what they were selling.
1: What an obnoxious sales metric. So there wasn't a
0: technology that was centralized and unified that they could just read over what was selling of what. So they were calling they would call like and I'm making this part up. They would call like 50 record stores across the country and they would have them read off like their top 10 UPC codes or whatever. You know what I mean? Like yeah, to know yeah. what 10 albums are selling. Well, SoundScan was introduced in 1991 or 92. So now every single CD, cassette, record that gets the UPC barcode scanned. It's now tracking in one centralized place. SoundScan sales, okay. Uh-huh. This is Garth Brooks' third album, and it's all, it's like his third in four years. Like he explodes really quickly. Also, his debut album uh, was massive. It has like hits that he still sings to this day. Uh, on his first three albums, there's about ten songs between the three between like the thirty plus songs on the three albums. 10 songs that he still does today, like to this point.
1: Which is impressive considering how long his career is.
0: Uh, I believe eight albums and 20 plus years, plus a couple other things. I think he's got like 20 albums, but oh, hang on, we're going to get to this. Okay, ready? Don't so bad. SoundScan comes into uh, 1991 when his album debuts. Uh, the band is sitting around in the studio as they're finishing everything up. They're having some beers. They're kind of toasting the album and everyone's sitting around trying to guess the number and basically they guess around a million copies. They're like, we're going to sell about a million copies. Garth Brooks's mom happens to be there. She goes, I think this is going to sell like 10 million. And they were all kind of laughing. They're like, man, that's exactly what a mom's supposed to say. Good answer, mom. It did 18 million copies.
1: <laughs> they were off by a mile, even his mom.
0: Better than that, it was the first country album – to chart number one, uh, like nationally on all, like on everything, and then it also was uh, number one on pop for like 16 weeks, and it wasn't consecutive number one on pop, so as singles would come out, it would go back to number one. Whoa, well, also in the same year, Michael Jackson. U2 and Nirvana all released albums. And one by one, they would pass Garth Brooks on the number one spot, and then he would take it back from them.
1: Whoa. That's insane. He essentially
0: is single-handedly responsible for, like, the early 90s country music boom. You know how behind Taylor Swift for all these other acts like Florida Georgia Line and all this other stuff? Yeah. Same thing. Garth Brooks basically opens the door for a bunch of country music behind him. Uh, also, he is the highest selling single artist in the United States. No solo artist has sold more, co- more albums than him in the United States. Crazy. He's the only artist... Do you have eight platinum records?
1: Ooh.
0: Um, he's only behind the Beatles worldwide in record sales. What? Garth frickin'
1: Brooks. So what you're telling me is that you bought 18 million copies of Garth Brooks' first album. Uh, this was his third. His first album, I only bought one million copies of, uh, but you bought eighteen million of the third album. I did,
0: and each one of them doubled in value.
1: Uh, they were like Bitcoin before there was a Bitcoin. We used to call them Garth Brook Album Threes, <laughs> 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 but the name really didn't catch on. It, was yeah. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't as catchy.
0: Eventually, we called them Album Threes, and then just Threes, and then we just lost them. no i uh yeah so garth brooks is like this unknown touchstone in music that kind of is forgotten
1: um yeah like i didn't even know who garth brooks was until you were like i'm gonna go see garth brooks in concert like two years ago
0: yeah the rodeo man it was awesome by the way his okay when his first album came out and there's like four hits on it when it comes out though uh, 365 days in a year. Him and his band played 300 shows that year. Oh my gosh. Talk about a guy going where he needs to go and doing what he needs to do.
1: Like, I can't even imagine. That's 65, 65 days off. That's basically like two, in like a, two months and like a week in the entire year.
0: It's basically being off like Sundays and then thirteen other days somewhere in the in the in the year. That's crazy.
1: Tell me that's not the coolest. I mean that's that's some dedication. I know tons of like artists will be like, Yeah, touring's like fun and then it's the worst and then it's fun and then it's the worst again. No, not for days. Growth Brooks did it basically for like three years non stop. He was like, but what if we play all the time?
0: (laughs) Like, I think he would come in to make an album and then go back out. And just to give you an idea of, uh, like, how, by the time he got signed, like, how ready he was, uh, he gets signed in August. The album comes out in April. The single came out in February. What? He was sprinting the second they signed him.
1: Right. Some people are like, oh, yeah, it takes them like a few years to get their first album. Like, the time between albums is usually a few years, too.
0: Yeah. Nope. Grossbrooks did like three albums in his first four years on the label. Insanity. And he was known so much for his live show that like 93 or 92, NBC comes to him and wants to do like a two-hour special, like a behind-the-scenes Plus film and air a concert live.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It rated something like sixteen million people. Right, close to the number of people who
1: bought the third album. Right. But you gotta think for a TV concert. Yeah. 16, I don't even think that many people showed up to the Fortnite Travis Scott concert. Oh, uh, they did not. They did not. It was it was I like, think it was like two million or something like that. I mean you're still impressive, but yeah, it's still don't don't get me wrong. Impressive. He only Garth Brooks only multiplied that by eight, right? And everyone's like
0: Travis Scott's the man. I mean, he was pretty cool. He could he could tug on Garth Brooks'
1: jockstrap. strap. That's what he could do. Garth Brooks, unknown absolute legend.
0: <laughs> he's the Gordy Howl of
1: country music. I mean, like, Gordy Howe, just regular music. Like, this guy, you see these stats?
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, and, here's the other thing I love about Garth Brooks, though. I do love this. So, him and his wife have some kids. He basically gives up country music for his family. For, like, eight years. Seven or eight years. I'm not to that part of the documentary. But he just goes away for, like, a decade. In real life. I remember this. Um... He had two kids. He wanted to be around the house, be with them, blah, blah, blah. Touring had gotten hard, so he's just ready to stay home. So he basically kind of said, all right, I think I'm done. Well, then he divorces his wife, and the kids get a little bit older. And now I think they're like late high schoolish age, and they're not around the house themselves. They're busy themselves, and he's got right. nothing so he's to do like, again. Back on the road. And so he kind of, like, falls back in love with country music. And he did, like, two or three farewell tours in a row, which now my stepdad hates him because of that. Like, he Garth Brooks kind of started the farewell tour thing. Um, he did a whole tour. This was the cool thing. He did a whole tour where he was like, listen, I'm done after this. So everybody who wants to come see me needs to come see me. And the way he scheduled and booked his tour was impressive. He basically named – he would name a couple cities out, like four or five cities out, And circle, like, a week. Uh, And the reason that's all he could do is because, like, when he would come to Houston, he would play every single night in a row as long as the show before sold out. Wow. So, they would release, like, all the tickets for the Monday show. If the Monday show sold out, he would book a Tuesday show. So, then he would sell all the tickets out for Tuesday. So, then he would book a Wednesday show. And so, he would do that in every single city until... The city stopped stopped selling. selling out. And then that would be the last night of the show. Crazy. And then it would go somewhere else. Crazy. Tell me
1: that's not like the coolest way to tour, though. Yeah. Like, as long as you guys keep coming, I'm going to stay here. Yeah. I mean, and it makes perfect sense,
0: doesn't it? Like, if you're an artist and you perform and you like your fans and you want to perform in front of them, this is the way to book a tour. Right.
1: That's so cool.
0: So, so that was, like, his first farewell tour. That's how he booked it. And then he just he went city one. to city to city all through the, the country till he was done selling out, and then he just went home. And then he
1: came back decades
0: later, Return of he, the King. He did, like, straight Return of the King style. From Strider the Ranger to Aragon, King of, the, King of, King of Men. Like, he, he just showed back up ready to rock and roll. And now, now, now the career continues, and and now it looks like he's just back at it full time now.
1: Garth Brooks back at it again.
0: Man already has eight platinum albums.
1: He's shooting for nine.
0: They were doing some kind of award uh, in the clip that they were showing. He had the number one country album, pop album, single, music video, and something else. Simultaneously? All at the same time. Oh my gosh. His album and his single and his music video were number one all at the same time. um, Over like five or six categories between it all. That's insane. So like they were giving him some award for that at, at, at Billboard.
1: They are like, this has never happened before. Thanks, buddy. I am very impressed. Here you go. Right. It's just,
0: it's... It's awesome how big of a deal Garth Brooks really is. And then, like, it's just incredible to me that so many people don't know him. Right. So, I guess now they have
1: no choice but to learn about him. Well, like, you're just going to have to, like, swallow your pride, right? Like, like all these great musicians that you think are better than Garth Brooks or, like, that you like more than Garth Brooks, it's like, yeah, but you see these stats – Garth Brooks did that?
0: Yeah. You might like someone better, but they're not more successful than Garth Brooks. It's just crazy to think about. It's weird to think that no one is more successful than Garth Brooks. Except maybe Gordy Howe, but that was just talking. <laughs> but if you're a musician, you, you do not measure up to Garth Brooks.
1: <laughs> the Garth Brooks of music is Garth Brooks. (laughs) There already is one of those. He's named Garth. Uh, It sounds like a a bad version of Garfield, if I'm being honest with you. (laughs) I'm just
0: saying, if I was saying, I wouldn't say
1: it. (laughs) I probably wouldn't tell him that to his face, except I probably would. You probably would and He'd probably be totally fine with it and invite you to
0: hang out with him. Yeah. Nico, let, let me get you backstage, buddy. Let me get you backstage. Right. Um. But yeah, man, I think it's just fascinating. I think. Also, the first hour they talked about. Like how he broke in, how he made it, and I think it's incredible. I think it's an it's an incredible story. Um, we're gonna jump out and take a break. When we come back, we're gonna have more Nerds Like Radio. I'm gonna tell you the story of how Garth Brooks broke into country music, and then we're also gonna probably do some other, nerdy stuff. Uh, this is Nerd Thug Radio. This is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio. Going to tell you guys about my friends The Adventure Begins Comics, Games and More. Located right there on 1488 in Conroe. Right now they're not open, but the Facebook page is active. They are still working every day to keep to keep their inventory going, they're building a website. They they're working on some events behind the scenes that they can hopefully still put together even maybe some, some internet-based things that they're working on. Uh, but they want to stay connected with the community. They want to stay connected with you guys, and they want to keep serving the community in any way they can during these trying times. So reach out to facebook.com backslash. Uh, I believe it's The Adventure Begins. If not, just check the search bar. The Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more. We often link to them so you can see them on our page. Just reach out, and if you can support them at all, go ahead and do so uh, as everybody kind of goes through this great pandemic opportunity. Uh, thanks and be safe, guys. Hey, Conroe, this is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, hanging out here, just enjoying my quarantine time at home. And I hope everyone else is doing the same, social distancing and minding their manners and listening to the orders while we get all this health stuff, health prices straightened out and get this pandemic under control. I hope everyone's doing their part to flatten the curve, but doing their part also means supporting small businesses, local businesses here in Conroe. Uh, restaurants, things of that nature that have been able to stay open. They require the support of their community. So takeouts uh, is a good option to do. So reach out to those places, order some takeout food if you can afford it and if it's reasonable. Uh, I'm not asking anyone to risk their health, but the community has always relied on itself to support itself. And this is one of those times where as Conroe we can stand up together and take care of small businesses and entrepreneurs who have been taking care of us this whole time, helping Montgomery County grow Into one of the fastest-growing counties in all of America. Uh, Thank you very much, and stay safe and stay tuned for more Nerd Thug Radio.
1: This is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio.
0: What's up, Conroe? Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations. And we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. As always, make sure to check out the Facebook page. Go to, or, uh, you know what? Go to IRLoneStar.com, too. Like, go everywhere. Uh, right now, we are running several contests. We're giving away a free large specialty pizza from Marini's, or a large pizza up to three toppings. Your choice. Uh, all you have to do to enter into that is to DM NerdThug Radio, a screenshot of you liking, subscribing, or sharing NerdThug Radio on any of the different applications where the podcast plays, or uh, just even, yeah, liking, subscribing, or sharing—either one of the three—the Earth like radio screen grab of you doing that—that's an entry. Tell us you want to enter into the pizza contest because the other contest we're running is—we're giving away a HeroClix LE from the new uh, Justice League Unlimited set. We're giving away a Black Manta, and then a we're chase. also giving away some LEs, and then we're also giving away uh, a keychain.
1: Yeah. Yeah, by the way,
0: guys, I'm not cheap here. This LE is a $65 LE from the Corey DLG vault, okay? It's a a Chase, not an (laughs) LE. It's Chase, yes, I apologize. It is the Black Manta Chase, and uh, $65 is what it's going for on eBay, and I'm giving it away to you guys. All you have to do is what you already do, enjoy Nerd Thug Radio.
1: Heck yeah.
0: Um. All right, Nico, before we get too far into anything, go ahead and tell our friends about The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More.
1: The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is open. Uh, yes, even in times of crisis, they're uh, trying to bring some normalcy to the world. Uh, they have table space open, uh, although it is uh, first come, first serve, and is separated, trying to keep up the social distancing, only being around those that you are close with. But if you're not comfortable with that, they still offer uh, curbside and delivery services. Uh, Their web store is fully functional, fully operational. So if you want to use that instead, you definitely can. Uh, You can also uh, rent out a a private room if you really want to be extra safe about everything. Uh, It's a good time just to get some privacy, get some gaming, and don't have to worry about the crowds or being around a lot of other people. But fantastic store, well-lit, family-friendly, wonderful staff. Uh, The Inventory Games, Comics Games, and more. That's right. My pull box is there and set up. Comic
0: books are starting to ship again, so I'm starting to get some books in there.
1: Uh, It's a great
0: place to go. Get your nerd on. Uh, And He's completely right. You can rent the private rooms. You can even use your customer loyalty points to do it. Um, We just played some Dungeons & Dragons this week. I am killing it in the Dungeons & Dragons game. I am probably (laughs) like the greatest dungeon and dragoner uh, ever. Um, if there was a way to win, yo, I'll solve it. Check out my hook while the DJ revolves it. Uh, ice, ice. yeah, that's how good I am. That's how good I am. I'm ice, ice baby. Um, it I'm ice. having a fun there, and I do love the adventure against comments games anymore Uh, okay, so let me tell you this cool story. Okay, you ready? Uh huh. So Garth Brooks uh is finishing up college. He's he's living in Stillwater, Oklahoma. And he is like a local music superstar. Um, he's playing like three or four shows a week. Um, making his living basically playing music. Uh, All right. uh, different spots and stuff. They name a couple of them. I don't remember the names. So. Uh, but in Stillwater, Oklahoma. In and around the city of Stillwater, Oklahoma. So the conversation starts to become... Well, Garth, when are you going to go up to uh, Nashville and make it big? And he's like, Yeah, pretty soon. Pretty soon. I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready. So finally, a bunch of people put together some money, and people basically pull their money and hand him $700 to go out to Nashville and just try and make it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he gets out there to Nashville. Uh, and it just so happens that a friend of a friend from back home knows a guy who works at a, he calls it ASCAP. It's like, it's ASCAP or ASCP. It's like the American Association of Singer Songwriters or something like, like, it's a union in, in Nashville that you go through to like kind of market yourself and get help get signed and all those different things. So he's up there talking to a guy possibly about managing him and helping him get his career off the ground. And the receptionist buzzes into the meeting and says, hey, there's someone, uh, so-and-so is here. And they don't name the person because I think they're just trying not to embarrass them. Um, But so-and-so has two number one hit singles already written and debuted and sung and recorded and all that. And Garth Brooks recognizes immediately the name, okay? And so Garth Brooks is excited. And the guy that he's been talking to says, oh, here's your chance. You're going to meet a real musician. Let me me call him in. I got to... I have to talk to him about something real quick, and, and Garth Brooks was like, okay, yeah, I'll just stay out of the way. Uh, this is cool. This is really cool. So the guy comes in, and he's asking for a little bit of cash from the manager. And he doesn't remember, but Garth Brooks basically says, "It sound, if he remembers right, basically the guy was asking for like five or $600 or something like that. And the manager was like, yeah, I can't do that. Like, you just started out, blah, blah, blah. You just have this. You just have that. Like, it's not really – I can't give you more money. The guy leaves, and Garth Brooks is kind of looking a little concerned, and the manager notices and asks what's up, and he says, man, I got to tell you, I make I make more than that playing a week of music with just my guitar back home. And the guy said, you make $700 a week just playing a guitar in Stillwater, Oklahoma? And he was like, yes, sir. And he goes, I'd go back if I were you. And so he does. What? Garth Brooks... Packs up the truck, turns around and goes back home. Because suddenly here's a guy in front of him who has hit songs and is broke. And suddenly everything Garth Brooks thinks he knows about the music business is different. Wow. And it's like two or three years later before he rents a house with a bunch of friends and goes back to, uh, back to uh, Nashville. And they're all trying to make it. They're all doing their own music stuff, but like it's like eight people living in the same house kind of a deal. Mm-hmm. And so eventually, from there, it's like a year of him struggling, and then he
1: it, it all happens for him very quickly. Right. Garth Brooks, Brooks Garthburg sprints into the scene pretty much, explodes. and then like
0: just explodes like like dynamite. And it's funny because some people can do that, right? Like. Some people just take off. I remember John Legend was one of those people who just exploded into the pop culture.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and Garth Brooks is definitely one of those guys where it's... it's there's no denying how awesome Garth
1: Brooks is. It's, it's just impressive. I mean, yeah. From all the things you've told me, and I haven't even seen the rest of this documentary... <laughs> This is all in the first episode. Like I'm about to start episode two, and I'm so pumped.
0: <laughs> um, I'm, I'm also doing some really nerdy stuff. Sure. I uh, I bought XCOM two last week. Ooh. It was on sale on the PlayStation with all of the DLC. It was like seventeen ninety nine or something. Nice. nice. So basically twenty bucks. I got. Like everything that they've released for this game so far, which on the on like you know how it like slashes out the old price and shows you the current price, mm-hmm. the the old price with everything was ninety nine ninety nine, so I felt like a baller,
1: you know. Right. They're like, well, I mean, you save like eighty dollars.
0: Right. I felt pretty good about that, and then they put tax on it, and I'm like, no, no, they
1: man taxes taxes on online stuff ruins me now it's just funny because it's based on where you're sending it and not on where it's from
0: so it's like just weird yeah it's weird i don't get it i don't get it oh why it's like the opposite of what you would think yeah it just feels the opposite of what you how you would think that would work like you would think it would be where it's from not where it's going but like if I'm ordering a shirt to come to Texas, I have to pay Texas taxes on it. Uh,
1: it's just weird, right? But like that's not even taxes Texas... that
0: like they use. Exactly. I yeah, I don't know, man. It's just weird. But uh, but yeah, so XCOM is XCOM two is pretty dope, super hard though, and it's really, really sometimes a frustrating uh, video game. <laughs> You I mean, they'll flat out tell own. you, like, the mission difficulty is hard, but then you're playing and you're like, this is hard.
1: <laughs> Why I, is it so uh, hard? I am, I am not surprised, but I am upset that this is hard. <laughs>
0: I, I didn't, I didn't, I don't like it. I don't want it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've gotten so many people killed and then, like, just started over.
1: I'm like, no. 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 <laughs> well, like uh, one thing I thought was really cool about X Men is like, if you have a guy like die, if you have like the right stuff, you can like rebuild him as like a robot guy. What? Yeah. I'm not there yet. I don't guess. It's really Need to cool get stuff. Yeah. So like, there is was, there was one video I was watching where like, he he like he made all his friends into like units in the XCOM and like <laughs> somebody died so he like put them in like a robot suit kind of like Robocop
0: that's awesome that's cool
1: there's a whole other
0: um I, I put all the first DLC stuff on I've been playing that but there's like a second game option it's like XCOM normal or XCOM Lord of the Fallen or something like that and I mm-hmm. haven't clicked that one yet that might be in that
1: one Maybe.
0: But, like,
1: <laughs> there's so many
0: times I've had, like, my soldiers just panic or whatever for what's going on. So it's tactical turn based. So you, 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 every soldier basically has two turns and then, like, a spread that they could cover in a turn. And then it gives some other actions, like attack or, or ambush or whatever. And so <laughs> there's so many times, like, when something goes really wrong, like, one time I had a guy, and I guess I just had him too far out, like just too exposed from the rest of the group. And on the opponent's turn, they just kind of came out of nowhere, but, like, two or three of them got shots off and killed him. Hmm. Well, not only did he get, get murdered, which already sucks, but then, like, one someone else on the team freaked out because he got murdered. And it was like, so-and-so is panicking. And they, like, they went rogue on me. They just ran away. <laughs> <laughs> Their friends just died to aliens. <laughs> well, they abandoned combat protocol, okay? It's a quick way they to They sign me up for this.
1: <laughs>
0: the one thing I do think is really funny is uh, they come with, like, the, the military people come in these two different costume choices where it's, like, they come in military gear, like they come from another country's military, or they come in, like, rebel riot gear. And it's very like steampunk, cyberpunk sort of looking stuff, like spiked forearm, like armor and stuff like that.
1: It's just kind of silly. <laughs> like, I like it. I love, I love the steampunk aesthetic, just because of how like, and obviously in like high fantasy, it really doesn't matter. But it's just so silly. <laughs> it really is. It it really really is. Uh, like is your is your is your spark is your spiked arm bracer with cogs in it really gonna stop an alien from shooting laser beams into your eyes uh short no. answer to no short answer to no did not
0: it did not help at all
1: everyone was still murdered
0: on the op much to everyone else's panic right <laughs> it's just really it was just funny to see like. So it's us panicking, and like you can see their heart rate like spiking, and they run off and they're yelling into their comms.
1: Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god.
0: They're you know, just like shooting rounds off randomly and hiding. And you're like,
1: well, it, I guess do that. Well, that didn't really get us anywhere, but I guess <laughs> it's where we're going to have to be. Right.
0: I guess this is
1: an option. Uh,
0: <laughs> it's just, it's, it's funny because it's just like how weirdly intense it can get. Um. Yeah, man, it's just been a lot going. Hey, have we had a chance to talk
1: about the Justice League Dark Apocalypse movie? Uh, I think we we briefly touched on it, but I don't think we really went into much about it. I
0: just want to say, I like. I've still been thinking about it. I'm really impressed how they handled it,
1: in the sense that
0: it's not a time travel start over movie. It's a this is the consequences of the entire timeline of movies that we're in and at the very end of the movie John Constantine convinces Flash to run and start over but they don't show you any of that like they don't show you what comes next so like whatever movie comes out is what comes next neat and it ends dark (laughs) ooh yeah and it's just kind of interesting because like they don't even try and fix it they're just like yeah this is what would happen
1: (laughs) Like, I, I, like that in, I like that in the stories, that even though they have a chance to, like, fix it, they're still like, well, at the end of the day, these are the consequences of our actions. Right, exactly. I do enjoy that. I do enjoy a good,
0: eh, I guess this is how it would go. Oh, okay, I guess so.
1: <laughs> I just like the other, like, actual stakes.
0: Yeah, it does make it feel a little bit more, like, it was a tense, it was a tense, dark movie. But it was interesting because it made me, it had me like rewatching stuff going back and trying to figure everything out. Like,
1: who are all these folks? Like details and stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of movies leading up to this. There are.
0: And they do a good job of kind of keeping them all in continuity because there's stuff like uh, Superboy from Reign of Superboy Steel are helping Shazam in this one. Mm -hmm. So you're kind of like, oh, yeah, I remember those guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, it's interesting to me that it doesn't just dovetail, like, I don't know. Because they have the characters to do Outsiders, they have the characters to do Young Justice, but instead they do a Justice League Teen Titans universe. Yeah. So it's an interesting choice, I guess. But I do recommend people check that out. Uh, It's available for rental right now. Also still available for rental that I have not seen is Bloodshot.
1: I'm gonna try and oh, watch that this weekend so I can
0: talk about it on Monday's show.
1: Right. The well, one with uh what's his name? Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. Yeah, Vin Diesel. The iron giant. One quarter mile at a time, Vin Diesel. That's still the dumbest thing ever.
0: <laughs> He's not a man who plans ahead.
1: That doesn't mean anything.
0: He lives his life one quarter mile at a time. He can't plan ahead. You can see a quarter mile ahead of you. <laughs> can you? Do you of the see time. one whole
1: can you see, is that, like, I don't know how far someone can see. Can, we, can you see a whole quarter mile at once? Well, if you're going 60 miles an hour on a road, like, you can definitely see a quarter mile ahead of you. Okay, that's true. That's for sure true. It would happen really quickly. Yeah.
0: Because it would be 15 seconds. That was math. Exactly. Math. I did math. math. That was a math joke. Math joke. There's a lot of stuff on Netflix right now, though, that's worth watching. They've put a lot of older movies on. So, like, I've been going through and watching a lot of stuff that I've seen before, but I haven't seen in a long time.
1: I, I finished one of the new seasons that they added. Uh, I finally finished she Oh,
0: I'm, like, a season and a half behind on that.
1: But I've heard cool things. I need to do it. I need to uh, watch it. Season five is, is like, straight fire. Well, don't say anything. It's good. It's real good. I'm early into the season. It's, like,
0: two seasons ago where the queen has died and now Blink is in charge of the people. Yeah. So, I need to. That's where I'm at. I think it's the uh, start of season
1: three or four. I don't remember which one. Three or
0: four. I think so. I think I'm like four. Yeah, that's four. Okay. Then I'm like four episodes into four. So I have all the five and most of four.
1: Um, four and five are my absolute favorites.
0: So there's a show on.
1: there's It's a movie called The
0: Family. It's Robert four. De Niro and Michelle Pfeiffer and two kids. And they're like mobsters on the run in the witness relocation program. It's a really interesting movie because a subplot of the movie is the mob is trying to find them to kill them. And they find Mm -hmm. them towards the end. So the climax of the movie is just this crazy violent like shootout. But the whole movie is like this weird dark comedy family movie. It's really kind of interesting.
1: (laughs) It like backburners the murder plot.
0: Yeah. And like each of them are psychopaths in their own way. And it's like, it's not really like a compliment to the mob lifestyle, but it's an
1: interesting movie. I don't know. It's tough to, it's tough to gauge. I mean, should we even be complimenting the mob lifestyle? I don't know.
0: Also, I watched a, a garage reality show on Netflix. I don't remember what it's called. You know, Rags to Riches or Rust to Riches or, let me see. Car is
1: left to is, riches. Oh, is it the one with the, the old Canadian guy? The long hair? No. Oh. That's uh, something.
0: Maybe. It might be. His name is Sean. He's like the deal maker. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, on the show, they have a – they try to just act like this girl is totally normal and supposed to be there. Uh, and she's, she's good at what she does. But she's a, she's a model, okay? She's a gorgeous model. and just absolutely gorgeous in both seasons of the show. But she works in the shop as the, as the motor girl. Like, when they have a motor to mess with, she messes with it. So they're like, okay, Constance, you get on the motor. Tony, go ahead and start cutting up the frame, blah, blah, blah. But, like, this chick is, like, smoking hot. And, you ha- like, when you look her up, like, her Instagram is her, all of her model stuff. Mm-hmm. It is the most, it makes you question if the show is real or not, because they just don't even acknowledge it. Like they call her a glam girl once or twice, but otherwise they completely ignore the fact that she's smoking hot and they just act like, yeah, all, all the time, beautiful women work on cars.
1: Absolutely. It's, it's the, it's Megan Fox or that one girl that had an OnlyFans.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's Megan Fox, the OnlyFans and this chick Constance. But it is a really interesting show. The the premise is these guys all work on these project cars together, the four of them, mm. and they start with something cheap, they buy like a $5,000 car, and then they make it something really unique and cool, but it's a lot of custom work, so it doesn't cost any actual dollars, just time and energy. And then they trade that car for another car with worth more, and they work their way up tr- through the trades. Until they finish with like a six-figure car, and then they sell it, and they split the money. It's Pretty good. It's an interesting idea, and watching them do it is really cool because they make these really unique cars that are incredibly valuable. Like, typically these cars sell for $12,000, but because of what we did and all the custom work, it's worth 42000 now. And you're like, oh, okay, all right, I get it, I get it. But it's just kind of, it's incredible. It's, and the level of art and craftsmanship that goes into it is insane. Oh, yeah, So this weekend, sure. that's what everyone needs to be watching. Car Masters, Garth Brooks, and the family. And She-Ra. And She-Ra. And we're going we're gonna to leave it there in Justice League uh, Apocalypse Wars. We're going to leave it there. Those are our must-watches. That's our, that's our review for movies for TV right now. On behalf of little brother Nico and myself, on behalf of the Adventure Begins Comics Games and more, um, same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel. Stay safe, stay clean, stay healthy, stay friendly. Uh, Keep your fists in the air, keep fighting the fight, and help each other out. Be good to each other. Later, guys.